Ah, hold on. I got to think through. I don't want to stumble right over your name. Bethany Aquilina. Aquilina. Aquilina no, Perez. Think, think Wa Aqua yeah, yeah. Perez. Mm -hmm. All right. I just want to make sure I don't stumble over in front of you. Not that I can't edit it out. It's just embarrassing. It's okay. <laughs> I want to introduce Bethany Aquilina Perez. She's the Managing Director for Strategy Execution at the U.S. International Development Finance Corporation. Bethany was also recently accepted as a member of, of CHIEF, an organization designed for senior women leaders, which is amazing and awesome. And then she was previously the Acting Deputy Chief of Staff at the Millennium Challenge Corporation, was there actually for nine years in a bunch of different roles, which is how Bethany and I interacted and, and met each other. So Bethany, thank you for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me, Jeremy. I'm excited to talk with you today. So for those who haven't met you or worked with you, talk a bit about your background, who you are, where you're from, and what you do. Sure. So I am originally from Buffalo, New York, uh, so from upstate New York. And um, as a kid, I, I didn't travel a lot growing up, um, but I had the opportunity when I was going into my freshman year of high school to go to Russia. And this was a couple of years um, after they had big changes from the Soviet Union. Um, and I went and had an experience that put me on the trajectory I am on now, basically. Um, it sort of gave me the bug um, to learn about different people, different cultures, different places, different countries, um, to see how people were living, you know, what their um, challenges were, what their opportunities were. Um, and it just, I came back, it probably sounds cliche, but I did come back like, a, you know, a different person. And that's, I, I wanted to be able to work with people from all over the world. And that's what I knew at a young age. I didn't know what I would do um, for my career or life. So um, as I mentioned, I grew up in Buffalo and so spent you know, the first part of my life there and then off to college. Um, and after college, I decided to move to Asia uh, and, and lived in Hong Kong and, and taught English for a year. And again, um, still along the lines of wanting to live and work in a, in a different country and work with different people um, in, in different cultures. Um, but still at that time, I wasn't entirely sure what I wanted you know, to focus on for my career or the rest of my life. I just knew I had a lot of these um, interests in international work. Um, but I came back to the US after that and worked with a public-private partnership, working on um, working with scientists on funding to um, support their research and hopefully develop new drugs for a neglected disease, um, tuberculosis. So mm -hmm. particularly um, multi-drug resistant tuberculosis, which again, from um, a world perspective is, is very much, even to this day, still a major issue, um, but, but not so much in the US. So from there um, in that role, I really understood that, no, I wanted to work on um, international programs. I wanted to work on making a difference in people's lives and, and better opportunities for them and better opportunities for, for different um, countries. So that led me to get a degree in international affairs um, and also a degree in public health um, for my master's program. And there I focused um, a lot on um, political and economic development and humanitarian affairs. Um, so humanitarian affairs is what I started my career in, um, working 
uh, with the United Nations uh, in various countries and with um, different parts of the UN system, uh, really focused on um, humanitarian work and natural disasters and, and conflict. So um, really started wanting to work on the political and economic development aspect of things, which led me to the US government and Millennium Challenge Corporation. But I think a big um, theme throughout my career was that um, from a young age, uh, and again, something instilled in me, a great example by my parents was that whether it's a local community, you know, your nation, another country, um, so internationally, like it's really important that, that you do something um, that gives, that you give back. There's small ways to do that, big ways. You can do that as part of your career. You can do that as other parts of your life. Um, but I think that's that's been a theme of sort of my life and, and career. And I've tried to make sure that in all my roles, both personally and professionally, that that I am giving back and and doing something to make other people's lives better. Wow, that's that's really fascinating. So I, I'm, I'm curious, I mean, because you did the, the Hong Kong teaching thing, I'm surprised the Peace Corps didn't cross your radar. It did. It did. And, you know, this is something um, looking back. So I have a lot of, of thoughts on this now, especially since many um, colleagues that I've worked with at MCC or with USAID, um, some at Development Finance Corporation, you know, got their uh, career starts with the Peace Corps. But I didn't know a lot about it. Hmm. And um, I think that's something that actually prevented me from from trying um, or, or learning more about it and pursuing it. Um, and that's why I think with people who are in high school now or college, like you only know what you know or what you're surrounded with. And it's really important that people get exposed um, to things like Peace Corps because it might be the very thing they want to do and they just don't know what's out there. So. I didn't um, have many friends from college who went into Peace Corps. I didn't know much about it. When I got to grad school, a lot of my colleagues had, had gone to Peace Corps. So had I known and understood more about it, I think that's a direction I would have taken, for sure. That's really interesting. So, so based on that, it sounds like for somebody else who would like to do some you know, work that you've similarly done, that's an option they should consider at some point. What, what about in terms of degree program? Has the degree, degree program you, you've taken both in the, the health and the, and the government side of things, did that really work well for what you're doing? Yes, absolutely. So um, I pursued the dual master's program uh, at Columbia University. So they had offered a lot of dual degree programs with a bunch of their different professional schools. Um, and I wanted to do uh, the public health side to really understand sort of population level dynamics, mm -hmm. because I also know, and as we've all lived through with the COVID-19 pandemic, it um, any sort of public health issue on a mass scale impacts everything from politics to the economy to, to everything, how businesses run. Um, and so I wanted to have that background to look at things, um, health on a population level, rather than medical school on a more a clinical level. Um, and I did want to pursue the international affairs degree, again, to be doing more of the political and economic theory and then putting um, things into practice. And so a big part of my graduate degree programs was, I don't know what, uh, was called practicums uh, at the time. I'm not sure what they uh, term it now, but it was basically you were doing real world experience um, and focusing on um, 
helping to solve problems, again, using what you were learning, um, but doing it for a real organization or, or a client, um, whether in the United States or, or in another country. Um, and the public health degree really gave me the ability to um, learn and do a lot of quantitative and qualitative research. Mm -hmm. um, I worked on, on data as part of um, some of the different positions I've had in my career. And I really came to understand and appreciate that more through the work I did in, in that graduate program. So I do think it's, it both served an important foundation for me um, and also gave me options because I have used both of those degrees in different ways throughout my career. When I was acting deputy chief of staff at MCC, I was managing the agency's response to the COVID-19 pandemic um, and how it impacted our workforce and programs. So I was able to draw on a lot of the things I had learned in my public health program um, in order to be able to, to manage that and to make sure that we were doing, um, you know, putting health and safety first for MCC's workforce. Wow, that's, that's very fascinating. So I'm gonna shift gears a little bit. Talk about this new membership. Talk about this new uh, organization you're, you're in. So um, this is uh, Chief, which is an organization um, meant to empower and elevate women uh, senior leaders and keep them in senior leadership positions. So in both the public and private sector, um, there's a very interesting phenomenon that um, women are starting out in many industries and many fields at very junior levels. Mm -hmm. And as you get through mid-career and more senior levels, and then for even um, for the private sector in the, in the C-suite, um, the amount of women in positions of influence and leadership um, continues to go down. Mm -hmm. And something that's been important to me throughout my career is um, being mentored and sponsored by senior female leaders, um, but also learning from them and having them see my potential. Um, and also because they understood and I have come to understand and appreciate in my career and champion that you know diversity of voices and backgrounds, that's gonna help you solve uh, problems big and small, um, domestically, internationally, and you're gonna come up with solutions by listening to people um, who have diverse voices and experiences. So supporting and promoting um, female leadership is something that's been really important in my career. And this organization um, is intended to, again, um, put women in senior leadership positions, um, support them uh, with what they need, empower them, um, surround them with a community of women, uh, similar women, and who are also um, in positions of leadership and influence, and then work to help keep them there. There's a lot of barriers um, for all sort of all points in, in women's careers um, that contribute to the reason why men and women start out, you know, at a certain sort of percentages of, of junior positions, and then it gets a smaller number of women get to the top. So I'm really excited about this opportunity, um, not only to learn um, from women in a variety of industries. So um, many women are not from the industry I am in, which I actually think is really beneficial um, to me. And it gives me the ability to contribute my experiences and what I've learned to be beneficial to them. Um, so I'm very excited about this opportunity and um, you know, really look forward to using what I've learned not only on my career, but on 
the career of other women leaders um, who will come behind me. That's pretty awesome. So I'm very excited for you. Thank you. So throughout your career, and you've been around uh, and, and done quite a few things, what's something that you would suggest or, or, or if they came to you, Bethany, and said, Bethany, today you, you have the power to either make this change happen or propose a change that needs to be highly considered. What's something you've witnessed in your career that, that you would put into that bucket? So I, um, I mentioned that I think uh, sort of people with diverse experiences and backgrounds um, really are beneficial to, to solving problems. Uh, and really coming up with solutions that are not, you know, maybe um, the standard or typical, but that will actually work to solve some problems that may have been intractable or, or big challenges. Um, but what I think I've seen too much is um, that people are really senior leaders or managers, managers, I should say, um, might look at someone and develop them professionally based on the position they're in. Hmm. But a big change for me that I've tried to focus on um, and I want to continue to, to work on is really focusing on someone as an individual and really trying to help with their professional development um, as a person. So not only for the role they're currently in, but the roles they may do in the future, whether it's in your industry or they go off to do other things. Um, I look at that as we all need to be investing in each other. And that's a really good um, investment into, into more junior staff or people who are really coming up. Um, and people who may uh, not have experienced someone actually taking the time to invest in their professional development. I've been very fortunate that several people at different points in my career in, invested in my professional development. And not just so I would do a better job for the job I was in under them, um, but so that I would be able to grow professionally. And they were, you know, interested and invested in seeing my career take off. And that's, a, that's something that I really want um, more people to focus on is, yes, you want people to be productive and contribute to your bottom line in the role that they're in at the organization, company, agency that they're at right now. But if you think of them as this is, you know, a, a point along their hopefully very long career, um, you can actually contribute and, and put them on a trajectory, you know, that who knows where people will go. And I really think we need to focus more on the professional development of the person um, rather than maybe where they are in that particular position right now. That's a fantastic idea. That's, I, I think we should definitely adopt that one tomorrow. It, Thank you. It, it'd be interesting. You, you're right, because some some organizations may see that as uh, detrimental to the organization if then they take that knowledge and move to a competitor or right, right. someplace else. But at the same time, by investing in people, you also show that you value them, and so they they will then re reciprocate in some ways. Exactly, and you know, there's a whole bunch behind you know funding of training programs and other opportunities, and I know that can be very different in the public and private sector and. Was very excited to see, um, at least in the public sector, there's there's a lot of different opportunities um, to grow people professionally now. Um, that also thinks about diversity of backgrounds, mm. experiences that people may not yet have had. So, uh, for example, even when you're hiring an intern, you may look at, oh, have it, have they had any experience right. in my industry? Rather than looking at the experience that they had 
you know, what skills did they actually gain in that experience? It could be something completely different. You could have been a lifeguard, right? But right. tell me about the skills that you had in that role. And then I'm going to think about your skills and think about giving you an opportunity in an industry um, that you may want to break into. So that's why I think it's important to really develop someone and look at them as a professional um, human being, a professional person, um, rather than just you know, an analyst in their position or whatever it may be. So what's next for Bethany? I mean, I know you haven't been uh, where you're at very long, so I'm not trying I just, to suggest- yeah, I just got yeah, a not, position, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm not trying to suggest you're gonna leave there, but in terms of like your, your career, you, I mean, you, you've definitely yeah. um, have a, a, a very successful career so far and it's, and it's going in positive directions. Did you have kind of a plan for that um, going into the future? Yeah, so I think, um, if I've learned anything, I've also learned that um, opportunities that you may have never even thought of, you know, they may come up um, and you seize them and it may take you, you know, in a different direction than you thought you were going to go. So, you know, I know the things I enjoy working on. Um, as I mentioned, you know, I've enjoyed, really enjoyed working um, on international development and international economic development issues. Um, when I talk about the trajectory of my career, I started in humanitarian um, humanitarian work. I went to government to government, um, uh, economic development and in, in foreign aid. And now I've gone to an organization that's really focused on you know, financing and supporting the private sector for development. So uh, I've been sort of along this, um, this trajectory. Uh, I don't know what's what's next for me. I really enjoy working on um, an organizational and strategic level. So so really focused on you know organizational and corporate strategy. I really enjoy working with people across an organization um, to see you know the the goals that we've set. You know how are they actually being implemented and and the work that every person is doing is contributing to that. So I do you know, see some sort of role in um, continuing in strategy. Um, as you know, I think I, I like organizational change. I did a lot of that work in my last role at, at MCC. Um, and I really just want to be in a position where I'm helping to lead on all of those things, right? And also helping to create um, sort of better organizations, um, better ability to achieve missions or to achieve um, mandates or, you know, you know, increase bottom lines if I go to the private sector. Um, so I'm not really, you know, it's a, it's a question where had you asked me 10 years ago, uh, when I had first come to MCC, I might've said something completely different, but what I've really tried to do is be open to opportunities, um, and really learn about the things I like doing for work. Um, and the things where, um, I may like doing them in the future, but uh, I need to learn and grow. And whatever I do, it'll be something that I think I need to continue to, to grow, um, to take on some challenges. And, you know, as I talked about in the beginning, I still want to work um, for an organization where you're really trying to better the lives of other people. Hmm. So that's a very long-winded way of saying, I'm not sure what's next. Um, but I'm really excited and happy with, with where I am now. And I'm also recognizing that I still have a lot to learn and hopefully still a really long career. So, um, 
So stay tuned, I guess. <laughs> we will indeed. So thank you so much, Bethany, for coming on the podcast today. It's been a great catching up with you and talking with you. And I look forward to seeing what the future has for you. Thank you, Jeremy. It's been great to talk to you. And thank you so much for having me.